Welcome back to Measurection Radio. This is Best of Season 1, Part 2. We start out with Episode 11, The Advent Holiday Show. Well, again, Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Mikalika Heine, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Got some sleigh bell action for you. I thought it, you had the Hare Krishna guys in the background. <laughs> sounds there. like it, doesn't it? Are we at an <laughs> airport? Happy holidays, everyone, from the admins of Measurection.com. Episode number 12, New Year's Eve, Underwear, and Virtual Diane. And we're back! Talk, 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 thump, talk. Thump, 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 wasn't it? Yeah, she would begin to lose it, so I'm glad she's on vacation. Uh, she really needs it. Now, uh, so enjoy your vacation, Diane. Now, in the past, we had a lot of listeners miss Diane's voice, because, you know, she's really a great presence on our show, and, and people like the female voice. And to help fill the void, in the past, we've... We've uh, done the little band camp clip. And one time at band camp? Because <laughs> that kind of sounds like Dan, but that's not really cutting it anymore. So uh, I took some time this week and I reviewed hours of tape of Diane and created what I call a virtual Diane, which I can just play throughout the show. So she's really with us. She's really with us, yeah. <laughs> oh Virtually? God, that's fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hilarious. See, we could just she could just be here what? while we talk. Me? Yeah, see. That's Why are we crazy. making fun of you? Yeah. Yeah. She's just talking over. It's just like normal. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's shit. there. <laughs> Why did we even tell everybody she wasn't here? <laughs> could have just faked it. <laughs> Diane, stop laughing. Oh, well, that's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> We can carry on a conversation with her. And... Oh, no comment. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Anyways. That's going to scare her when she hears all that. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, good Lord. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, That's like that beyond so. identity theft, I think. She thought that was funny, so Alan. Just... Okay. You can see the confusion. Oh, yeah. yeah see? You can see the confusion. <laughs> Let's see if I can so carry on a conversation with her. <laughs> we he almost could. He almost could. So, uh, Diane, we love you. We miss you. And enjoy your vacation and hurry back. And until then, we'll maybe use the virtual Diane. Yeah. I had not tied the two thoughts together, but I heard on the news yesterday, I think, that uh, the tsunami a year oh. ago actually caused some perturbations in the rotation of the Earth or some wobble, rather, in the Earth's orbit. And and it occurs to me now to wonder whether, when the scientists finally do all the necessary calculations from that, whether that may change the schedule of some future leap seconds to either move them up or move them back. I knew I was dizzy for some reason. That's what it is. <laughs> You're dizzy because of the tsunami. <laughs> Michael Glenwick of Dallas Gay Pod left us voicemail. It was on Gizmo, and it's parts of it are, are a little bit uh, bad quality. The following feedback is from our Sexuality Confusion Show, 
which was episode number 10. Hello, Penis Posse and Measurection Radio crew. This is Michael Glenn with Dallas Gay Pod, and I wanted to say thank you for your last episode regarding sexuality. And I did have a question. I don't know if you will address it in the future or not, but it was brought up that sexuality and it was something that the lines of a question was asked regarding who you could love and it was realized that you could love both people, therefore it was a bisexual type of a sexuality. My question is, though, is it really who you can love, or is it more who you are the most sexually attractive to that defines it? Because I know for me, I was with a girl um, in my younger years for two years, and I loved her to death and thought we'd get married, but, you know, she gave me a hand job, and it took an hour. Her hand started cramping because I couldn't get off. I'm just curious to find out your views on if it is more of a love thing or if it's more of a who you're sexually attracted to. And if you're equally sexually attracted to, then it's both. But if one versus the other is more sexually attractive to you, can get you aroused, that type of thing, if that kind of leads to sexuality. So... Again, just wanted to say, you know, hello and put in my input, and I'll talk to y'all later. Well, first of all, I think Michael should uh, refrain from using a vibrator whenever he calls Gizmo. (laughs) (laughs) Bicentennial Man posted a um, poll on the forum, and the poll asked two questions. The first was, what underwear do you like seeing other guys in the most? And the other was, which type do you enjoy wearing? And it's interesting, the answers, the uh, highest responses were not the same for the two questions. What do you like to see other guys in? And I presume the women responded to this as well and said what they like to see their guys in. And the uh, the highest percentage was 31% for briefs or tidy whities The uh, next highest was boxer, boxer briefs at 20%. That's what they like to see. The which type do you enjoy wearing, on the other hand, the highest percentage was boxer briefs at 25%. And then next was boxers, and then next was free ball or something else, hmm. and and then finally at twelve percent briefs or tidy whities, uh, bikinis, thongs, etc. were at eight percent. Ha! But boxers were only five percent for what you like to see other guys wearing. I've tried boxer briefs. Boxer briefs are the next most comfortable thing. Boxers. Uh... I'm always popping out the fly on the boxers. It's just there's not enough hang, I think, for boxers for me. Same but, here. But <laughs> always, always, no matter what. Oh. Anytime I wear them, it goes straight for the slit, and it's always sticking <laughs> sticking just partially, just looking out. Yes. Just rubbing his nose up against the zipper. Gare Bear, I think, uh, was a fan of Commando. Um, he says that by default when he was a kid, it was briefs. Uh, it was what his dad wore and what his mom bought as underwear for the house. Uh, it wasn't until a woman that he worked with mentioned that she hated men in briefs because it made them look like they were wearing diapers. Even though he wasn't interested in women, he took note. He tried boxers and enjoyed the feeling of freedom. Uh, he thinks boxer briefs are sexier, but the airy freedom of boxers is a great feeling. The other advantage of boxers over briefs is if you're more nub-like, trying to fish the thing out through the fly of briefs can become a major hunting expedition. <laughs> Hi, it's Bronx Bombshell here. I like to see guys, especially in boxer briefs. I like the way they hug everything. Backside, thighs, package. (laughs) Um, 
But honestly, as far as men's underwear goes, any clean pair will do, right? <laughs> Episode 13, Foreskin Fiesta. Cut or uncut? Hello, Diane. Hello, Sean. I'm back, for real. Yes, you're here for real. You know, we didn't even miss you last week. <laughs> yeah, no, I could see that. It was good. <laughs> yeah, the virtual Diane was fun. Or you can reach us on Wait, Giz- you know, wait, 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 wait. Let, let me interrupt here for a second. Message to my mom. Call the dick phone. You promised me like three shows ago that you were going to, and you haven't yet. Mom, call the dick phone. Your mom listens to Measure Action Radio? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm scared of you and her. Well, interestingly enough, although not, not quite as uh, as unpredictable as Google's results, uh, I did a little look at our MeasureAction.com traffic, and just to sort of recap 2005, the MeasureAction traffic is up about 325% since we started the podcast. <laughs> Which, no when did we start? Way. Like October, didn't we? Wasn't it? Uh, it was October. Yep. So we've just really had the the last quarter. And uh, our top search terms are, are no big surprise. It's small penis pictures is number one, small penis is number two, small penis photos is number three, small penis forum is number four, and small penis support is number five. Wow. So we got the small, we got the corner on the small penis market. I think it was, what is our second show? Do you peak? Yes. Yeah. And I, I had said the first time I ever noticed an uncut guy was second grade. I guess I was a peeker <laughs> way back because <laughs> I never saw another one, let me see, until ninth grade. Actually, it was two because they were twins in gym class. Oh, no, I'm getting jealous. And <laughs> what I'm getting at is I went to a school where everyone was cut but those couple of guys. Me too. Uncut seemed to be the... Uh... The exception versus versus the norm. I've only had one uncut guy. The first one that I ever saw uncut was in, in phys ed in, in the locker room after phys ed in, in uh, junior high school, and it was just one guy amongst all the, the people who were in there. I was looking last night. I didn't print them, but, but indeed, the, that's the trend, is that it used to be a very high percentage of newborn males were circumcised, and then the percentage got even greater. In other words, a, a good portion of them were circumcised later if they weren't circumcised as a newborn. That trend has slowed down both both the, the number of circumcisions at birth and the number of circumcisions later in life. I don't, mm. li- like you say, the, the cut seems to be the norm, but um, growing up, the few times I'd seen my father, he was he was uncut. So I guess just from his his generation it wasn't it wasn't one of those things done back then ironically enough this week in fact um due to some ongoing infections and things he's just recently uh had to had to be circumcised this week so it's it it hasn't been a fun ordeal for him in his late 60s he did it for the show in the in the 20s in the US very few people other than than Jews were circumcised unless there was a medical necessity uh, that didn't change, I think, until till after World War II. So sometime mm. after World War II, circumcision became the norm. Yeah, and I, as I say, I think it was because there was a widespread American medical belief that it was beneficial to be circumcised. Now, I remember hearing about that. Who was it they said started it? It was somebody that we all recognize the name. Wasn't Dr. Spock, was it? Kellogg or... or... Kellogg's. 
Well, no, it was somebody like that, though. It very well may have been Kellogg. You laugh at Kellogg, but Kellogg was... It may have been Kellogg. I know. What was that movie about Kellogg? <laughs> uh, Dr. Harvey Kellogg. Thank you. Promoted Thank you. circumcision and cornflakes as a cure for masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. Thank you. Thank you, you thought Thank we you, you thought she was lying, didn't you? I thought mm-hmm. yeah, I thought Diane was, was The Road to Wellville was the movie. Road for Wellville. That was the movie. I saw that. He was a weird Matthew Broderick. Anything with Matthew Broderick's great. Oh yeah. Coincidentally enough, I did check there is a poll going on measureaction.com and we have a an entire forum dedicated to this called Foreskin Aficionado. And uh, it's in the Measurection University section of, of MeasureAction.com. But there is a poll, been, poll going there, and it's one that's been around for a while, polling what the members are. And ironically, the um, it's pretty even. The uh, 54% cut and 46% uncut. So well, we have a lot of international visitors. Even. Right. I, wonder, I always wondered if that skewed it. Well, of course. Mm. If, yeah, I, I, I saw a statistic that said that uh, worldwide... Approximately 25% of males, and that, this includes the U.S., I'm talking worldwide, worldwide approximately 25% of males are circumcised. But in the U.S., if you look at the, a snapshot, I think this was a year ago, a snapshot at that point in time was that somewhere between 60 and 90% of males in the U.S. at that point in time were circumcised. What's the religious purpose? I mean, is it, is it, a, is it a sign to show cleanliness thing, you were it? Jewish? It was... Uh, when, what did they teach you as to why? When Abraham was commanded by the Lord to sacrifice his son Isaac, and then at the last moment, Isaac uh, or Abraham was stopped by God and was told to, to sacrifice the ram instead, he was told that uh, this would represent a covenant between Abraham and the Lord, and that the covenant was to be, what's the word I'm looking for, was to be symbolized by all of the males being circumcised. And so Abraham went back and circumcised all the males in his tribe. Yikes! Uh, not only his family, but all of the all the people who you know who who were part of his uh, his gang, as it were. Huh. And Jewish males have been circumcised ever since. And uh, because uh, because Abraham's other son Ishmael is believed to be the the progenitor of the Muslim religion. Muslims also do circumcision, although they don't do it at the on the eighth day. I believe they d- don't do it until twelve or thirteen years old. A uncircumcised penis, hard, of course. You know, obviously soft. As Diane says, that's a different animal. But I happen to think that the internet has had some effect on the pendulum swinging back into the in the other direction in America. I think more and more people are seeing it, and it's starting to look more normal. And not so foreign, right? I think more and more people because they're seeing that. You know how you know how we we, we talk about how the internet really screwed us over uh, as far as being on the smaller side, you know. And you see nothing but large, 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 and it starts it, it starts to work screw mm-hmm. with your head. You know, you're seeing all these huge guys on the internet, and how it worked against us. Well, I think it's had the had a different effect on uh, on cut guys. I think the more we see the more accepting it is. Am I making sense? Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Sure. So I'm all for it. Episode 14, Canada Jedi Masturbator Obscenity. Hello, it's Tim calling from RadioGay.ca. Uh, we're an internet radio-based radio station, uh, similar to what you are, only you're doing, I think, podcasts only. 
we're doing trying to do the full meal deal up here in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I also noticed that Diane is from BC. Anyway, long story short, I'm listening to one of your podcasts now, your first inch, and then I listen to the small dick one and so on. Excellent programming. Very interesting. We're wondering if you'd be interested in uh, putting your podcast as part of our radio station programming. Uh, please get back to me. Excellent show. Keep it going, guys. Okay? Bye for now. And you don't have to be a Canadian to listen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's world, you know, internet <laughs> radio share. worldwide. Hello to our radio gay listeners. And Sean's finally into Canada. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. Welcome back, Sean. <laughs> well, I've been banned from Canada, you know. I got thrown out. I'm just going to quietly whistle in the corner. I, I really want to know what the story's about here. Only a handful of people on the site actually know this story. Not even the round mound of sound. Tim, who invited us, knows this story. Doesn't know that you're, pan- you're banned. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny. I've been thrown out, but, at le- but you know they're asking me to be on a radio station up there. Like Diane, I was in the adult industry. In the retail side. Retail side. I wasn't in the movies. <laughs> we had similar jobs. You know, we managed stores. Uh, purchasing, merchandising, and... Um, it's a little different down there, though. Did you guys look at the story that I sent you? I read it. Any of you read the yes. story? What do you think? Is that a bizarre story or what? Yeah, I read the whole About thing. About the Dallas laws? Anyway. Thank God I don't work in Dallas. In Dallas, it's, uh, <laughs> we have a tr- we have problems with it. We, we get issued citations for selling. You can rent. You can purchase. You can purchase. You can rent. I can't sell. If you're mm-hmm. in the business, you're not supposed to sell. All the stores sell. And uh, we get tickets. We get tickets from the police station in the mail. It says, to avoid embarrassment, you need to come down. There's a warrant for your arrest. you got to come down. Wow. I chalked up 13 of those. Well, thir- 12 for movies and one for the rabbit. <laughs> you're not allowed to sell toys the- either? Oh, my God. You sold a stimulation device. Oh, heavens. I did. You evil man. <laughs> and a lot of people have heard those sto- that story about the lady uh, right here outside of Fort Worth. It, it, I think the story was on primetime in 2020 about the lady who had one of those toy, adult toy parties, kind of like a Tupperware oh, party, yeah. invite yeah. all your friends over, and she got arrested. Remember that story? Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. yeah. I got popped for the same thing, I, except I, mine was at a party. It was at the store. I sold it. Anyway. Their obscenity charges. These these are legitimate businesses. These are legitimate businesses that have business licenses in Dallas. Pay People taxes, don't get that though. You don't understand when you work in the when you work in the industry. It doesn't matter. I had to actually say to people, it's just as if I worked in a big department store. I. I hire people, I fire people, I train people, they have to do cleanup, I do, I order right. merchandise. Well, what the point I'm making is that the, the government takes the takes the money from them just like any other business, you know, just yeah. just like it's an office supply store. The government's taking the money and the taxes. And they don't bother going after the owners. Owners free, free and clear. It's the actual act of selling it. It's utter yeah, If the owner bullshit. of an S, it's called an SOB license, sexually oriented business. <laughs> And if <laughs> how ironic That's if funny. he if the owner of a business of of one of these businesses is popped for anything sexually oriented, he loses his license, so he cannot be behind the counter mm-hmm. so they paid us very well to run the stores for them here in Dallas. They have all kinds of rules they won't let us in here in in Dallas, you can't have a store next door to a store. They have to be a mile and so far apart from each other. They don't want little pockets and neighborhoods of these things. 
Anyway, I need to backtrack a little and, and say that I I met someone on the internet. What? A couple of years ago, who lived in Toronto. Oh. <laughs> I say Toronto. They say Toronto. Uh, in <laughs> Toronto. Toronto, they say Tirana. I always wanted to go there. It's a wonderful city, and I'd gone up there like four times, and I'd fallen in love with the place, along with uh, the person that I was visiting. I wondered if you were going to add that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was quite the hesitation there. You would have been in great danger from him if you had not. I probably so. He's already in trouble for the the token Gaijin, uh, <laughs> Robbie. Can you yell at me about that? <laughs> he's he, he's a good sport. Like my fifth visit up there. It's the week of the Toronto Film Festival, and it's the second anniversary of 9-11, I think. All the security, it was heightened security, U.S. and Canada. So a lot of rules had changed. You couldn't go over there with a birth certificate like before. You had to have a more identification. So I get over there, and I'm standing in that customs line after you get off the plane, just like always waiting my turn. Normally, there's some, some guy sitting there with a bag of Doritos, and he's saying, welcome to Canada, come on in. He doesn't even check anything. Well, this time, they're checking everything. <laughs> We're a friendly bunch. <laughs> you know. Come on in. They take my Texas driver's license, and he swipes it through this thing like a credit card machine, marks my form, and says, you need to go to that line over there. Uh-oh. Well, I, I thought, uh-oh, that's something different. So I go over to that line, and little girl comes up and she's like hold on just a moment and she goes to the back and then she comes back and she wants to know what I do for a living oh the first thing she said was sir why don't you level with me and tell me why you're really here you're really here to visit your partner aren't you and I was like what you know that came out of nowhere oh came out of left field I don't even know I I have no idea I didn't wear a dress I wasn't wearing a petticoat or anything (laughs) pumps or nothing no it was jeans and a sweatshirt Oh, wasn't pink, was it? I don't know what was going on there. <laughs> oh, oh, well, they'd always ask you, who are you visiting? Mm-hmm. Who are you visiting? Why are you here? What's the purpose of your visit? Well, I just told them who I was visiting and, you know, what I was doing. Booty call. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> that would have been the Let's see, I'd answer. taken a week off from work without pay. I had done reservations for a week at the Renaissance Sky Dome, a very nice hotel. Had planned on a good time. That's the one that overlooks the stadium, right? Connected to the stadium, to to the Sky Dome. When you open the windows, you're on the field. It's really cool. Uh, she continued to question me. She wanted to know what I did, and uh, she rolled her eyes, and she'd go back and talk to a supervisor, and then she'd come back and she says, Sir, we're going to have to put you on a plane and send you out. Uh, you've got some charges on your... Uh, she wasn't being real specific, you know. She, she, We can't allow you into Canada. And I was like, I was just here last the week before last. I've been here four times and nothing happened. I and mean, what, what's going on now? Well, I'm sorry. And I was freaked. And they wouldn't let me call in. They wouldn't let me call up there. He's up there waiting for me. I was going to say, I he's guess. probably circling the airport. He's wondering where I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wouldn't allow me to call him. And I asked them, would you please at least have the courtesy to call the person that's waiting for me upstairs? You know, we're, we're like 40 minutes past the time that I landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll do it. So finally, they sent me down a hallway into this little sitting room. And no one had called him. We're getting close to an hour. So I looked around over one shoulder. I looked over the other shoulder. And I pulled out my cell phone real quick to tell him what was going on. And as soon as I picked up the cell phone, 
agents came out of every corner of the room and surrounded me, snatched me up, grabbed my cell phone. <laughs> you are no longer in America. You will do what we say. I was scared to death, and they picked me up, and they shoved me down a hall toward a jail cell. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They took everything out of my pockets. They photocopied everything I had, my itinerary, everything. I continued to wait. And uh, this was during all the SARS stuff, too. You know, here I was willing to go up there and see, you know, all the SARS paperwork I had to fill out. Right. I remember asking them, I said, let me see. The Rolling Stones are here to do a SARS benefit concert. And wasn't Keith Richards thrown out of this country for a problem? You won't allow people that have had any, 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 any arrests, you know? You have to get a minister's permission, they told me. And I said, well, what about Keith Richards? He's doing a concert. And he and she said, she didn't skip a beat. She said, Keith Richards paid, got a waiver and paid the to paid the fee. And I said, well, how much is the fee? And she said, $250. And I said, do you take credit cards? <laughs> and she said, you really want to go, it sounds like, huh? She said, hold on a minute. And she goes to the back, and I could hear this woman scream from the top of her lungs in the back of this room. She said, Get him out of this country! <laughs> I swear. So, they did some forms and paperwork and uh, gave me my things back and told me that I could leave. But I had to be out. I had to leave the country by 9 o'clock in the morning. Wow. Now, thank you, you can go. And it was like 11 o'clock at night. Right. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Wander? The airport? <laughs> Wasn't there a movie made about that? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, terminal, Tom Hanks. You know what she said? She said, why don't you have your friend come and pick you up? And I said, you mean I can leave? I, I'm, I'm thrown, being thrown out of the country, but I can. But I have to be back at 9 o'clock in the morning and to, this to go. And <laughs> this is why we have issues up here. Well, she said, yeah. Anyway, I finally, we got together. They gave my phone back. By the way, it's a picture phone, a camera phone. Mm -hmm. They took pictures with my phone while they had it. That's incredible. Huh. Anyway, we went to the hotel. I was really bummed out. I, you know, we got there and the whole thing was, you know, got to see this beautiful hotel room for just a few hours. Had to get up early in the morning and leave. Never to be coming back. And I went to customs and I rang that doorbell and I said, I'm here of the intercom. I'm here. I'm here. So you can throw me out of your country. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, they came to the door. Of course, it was a whole different crew and they didn't know what I was talking about. And I told them and. They looked over the paperwork, and they said, well, you need to, where's your itinerary? And I said, they told me to be here at this office. They didn't tell me anything about an itinerary. I said, here's the old one. You've got to go get it all changed with a new airline, air tickets and all. We have to see this stuff. So I go upstairs to U.S. Airway, and the guy looked at me, and he said, sir, where are your guards? He said, they're you're supposed to have, every time they do this, there's always guards with them. Where, where are your guards? I said, I don't know what's going on. And I told him my whole story. He leaned over the counter and he said, you need to go back to your hotel. He said, they'll never know. He said, they'll never know. And you don't deal with Canadians on the way out. You only deal with the Americans when you're leaving. He said, go have a wonderful time in Canada. <laughs> my problem was I was too freaked out because they had already photocopied everything. And I could just see them knocking on my hotel room door the next day. And then arresting you, yeah. Coming to get me. So I left. That's weird because I thought Canada was so liberal and stuff. I can't. I couldn't believe the woman's comments about, why aren't you really here to see your partner? Yeah, how did you? she know that? 
I don't know. No, did she mean partner as in lover or partner as in partner in no, crime? Lover sounds like to me. She meant lover. She meant it. It was all written all over her face. She meant gay. She she wasn't. Uh, I mean, she knew you were gay, and she was. That's, that's appalling. She must have thought you was cute, and it broke her heart. Made her mad. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't strip search you and give you a body cavity search or anything, did they? Well, while I was waiting, I took the latest flight out so he and I could be together. Yeah. I acted like I couldn't get on the one they suggested I get on. So right, I, I was going to say, yeah, do that. So we could be together, and we had lunch at the airport, you know, so we could stay together. And uh, while I was there, I called the American embassy and the Canadian embassy and the and the Canadian consulate. And everyone was really nice about it, but they're real strict. You can get a minister's permission and pay pay a fine. Once you get that, does that does that last for a good long time? A minister doesn't mean like a religious minister. I don't know what kind of minister he is. Because like, um, well, you presumably could use. No, I presume they mean a, a government minister. Yeah. Like a cabinet it's minister. <laughs> it's not a Presbyterian minister. Yeah. Episode fifteen, the Virgin Files. The Posse discusses virginity. Well, um, the thing is, though, is our site is obviously attracting a lot of people how much traffic do we really want that's true (laughs) we lost the star wars contingency last week (laughs) oh i'm sure and we lost the foreskin contingency the week before (laughs) i don't know about that one so far this uh month our daily average let's see 342,940 hits 4,058 pages are viewed. That's a daily average. That's a lot of uh, people. An average of 1,592 visitors. We're still doing something right, I guess. I'd say so. Basically, our, our bandwidth was about 60 gigabytes a month, and now we're... That's where the, the, the other week when I said we're, our bandwidth was up 325% since we started the podcast, it continues to rise. That's great. And of course, there's larger files being downloaded now, which helps that go up, but that still shows that there's a lot of a lot of activity. A lot of visitors. <laughs> That's great. Does that That's mean awesome. does that mean that it costs more to run? Uh, yes, in theory. But the good thing is we bring more more folks into the site, and more folks hopefully want to potentially become supporters and SOS sponsors. Right. So that's one opinion. There, there's definitely some debate here. This is not a cut and dry. Because yeah, if you try to translate that that definition to gay men, then I guess it would mean two gay men who who live a life together, and, and have sex all the time, will both be virgins for life. That's not what I'm getting out of it. Well, it depends on how you define sexual intercourse. Yeah, I guess. Well, you said it wasn't anal. What's that? Diane said it was not anal. So What if they don't have anal. anal intercourse? Well, yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of gay guys who don't do anal. You're right. Right. If I, if I have a partner and we jerk each other off, is that, am I a virgin? See, that's great. Well, see, I, I think it's when you actually penetrate anything. So it's the act of penetrating or being penetrated. In any orifice. I, I'm, I think yeah. I agree because <laughs> otherwise you're stuck with the position that Bill Clinton took, that, that it ain't sex. And it <laughs> is. not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. Yeah, that's right. Really are two lesbians who are passionately in love together till death? virgins for life or did they lose it the first time they humped each other oh that's intriguing since there's no penetration hmm. at least well or no penetration <laughs> with a body i mean they may be using toys or something See, but i guess i'm i've got a screwy outlook because if right. i look at masturbation could be thought of the same way as lesbian sex solo lesbian sex 
but that doesn't take away virginity. But right. I would think that two women who have had sex with toys well not even necessarily with toys so like a young girl discovers her sister's rabbit jackhammer toy and wears it out timing <laughs> is broken and she's she's already found her g-spot a hundred times prior to the time she's intimate with her first guy was she a virgin when she meets yeah. when they meet her is I, she's already tainted well i'd say yeah i mean it's for me it, to me it means with someone i certainly would agree with that part i don't think Anything you do by yourself yeah. causes you to no longer be a virgin. Mm-hmm. Right. You could have two gay guys together for ten years, right. hot and heavy relationship, you know, hot and wild cocksuckers, and yet never done. There, there are gay men who don't do mm-hmm. anal, and they'd hardly be virgins. Episode sixteen, Brokeback Measure Action. Posse discusses Brokeback Mountain. Did anyone see Mike Hip's review of our last show over on podcastsuit.net? Oh, yes, I did. No. No. It's great. It's a, it's a big, long one. What did it say? Alan is a 61-year-old virgin. Wow, impressive. Alan was 50 years old before he admitted to himself that he was gay. Body image kept him a virgin afterwards. He seems to be a little ashamed of this fact. I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of. It might be a little handicapping in conversation, but not to be ashamed of. He's got it in bold. And uh, he goes on to say, The story of how Diane lost her virginity, it hurts so she got into the same situation the next day. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great review. What's the website again? Podcastsoup.com or .net? Net. And where where is his review of us? I'm I'm on the page, but... Scroll down till you see the 40-year-old virgin picture. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) Today we are discussing the movie Brokeback Mountain. And uh, we've all, within the past week and a half or so, have gone to see it. I got to see it last night. I think, Michael, you got to see it today, right? That's right. And uh, I think Alan and Josh and Diane saw it last week, I think. Uh, Yep. Last week or the week before, and I'm st- I'm still reeling from it. I've got to say, I, I know a couple of you know I don't go to movies very often. Me neither. And uh, you know, I'm usually the last to see something. The ones that are the most hyped are the ones that I usually really don't like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's it, it, I'm, I'm always I'm always loving the ones that no one went no one went to see. So I went in this one kind of negative, thinking that I wasn't going to like it. And boy, was I wrong. Hmm. I, I love the movie. I want to see it again. I'd like to see it again. What do you guys think? I, I would like to see it again as well. Ditto. Hopefully through fewer tears this time. It, it was something. Yeah, I had to fight off crying because I didn't want to embarrass myself. But it, it was a truly touching touching film. And not a lot of movies touch you Especially like at the end. My sister and I went together and sobbed like babies. And it is indeed a love story. Definitely. What's that clicking? Is everybody still there? Are we having conference call problems? I don't know. Is everybody still here? I'm here. I'm here again, okay. but but there were dropouts and clicks and things. Yeah, I hear the clicks. We still have Sean? Sean? We lost Sean. There's your click. <laughs> Did Sean delete himself? Poor Sean. Did he hang up on himself? Are you Sean, are you there? You know, and here's here's where some spoilers come in. But then the the twist of of violence against gay at the end that that sort of comes into play was just brutal. Yeah. So sad. I mean, it just that really made you you stop. And I looked around to see if I was the only one being emotional because 
the theater was, you know, I, I was I had to venture to like the other side of town to some mom and pop theater that I'd never been to, you know, way on the other side of town. One of these old twin things with the bathrooms and the balcony upstairs right. Right. sort of thing. Projection booth upstairs. You know, I I'm like, well, is this gonna be full of gay people? Or and I, it was. I I, t- I sent a text message to Sean while I was waiting to see it. I'm at the Brokeback Mountain movie and there's gay people here. And what, what did you respond back? He he replied back with, uh, "Take your dick out, maybe you'll be oh, someone." Oh no! <laughs> Remember that one voicemail from Bronx where she explained the first time she masturbated was humping the bucket in the movie theater. You didn't oh, do that, did you? Oh damn! <laughs> You could have humped the bucket. I so could have humped the bucket. President Bush was a bit tripped up by a question about the movie Brokeback Mountain. Someone at Kansas State University asked him if he'd seen the cowboy film. I hadn't seen it. I'd be glad to talk about ranching, but I haven't seen the movie. I've heard about it. I hope you go, uh, you know... you go back to the ranch and the farm is what I was about to say. Uh, I hadn't seen it. Uh-oh. He has no idea what to say there. Well, the crowd also apparently got a big kick of putting the president on the spot. You could hear him giggling. Hey, he's it's honest. a very popular film, whether the president has seen it or not. Very honest. I would say Ennis, Ennis is probably bisexual. Yes. Jack is probably gay. Okay, we were th- talking about this. We were talking about where they would be on the Kinsey scale. Oh, right. The Kinsey scale, one through ten? One through six. One through, zero, zero through six. Zero is completely straight, and six is completely gay. And I would say Jake was a was a six. Jack. Or Jack. I Sorry. <laughs> Rooters, writers, Jack, Jack, Ennis, Ennis. Ja- or Jack, Jack was, was probably a five, actually, because he did have a wife. Yeah. Yes, that's where I would put him, was a five. Oh, that high? And I... Hmm. Yeah. And Jack, yes. Oh, and I, Jack. And I okay. put Ennis. Yeah, and Ennis, I put, I put it like a two or a three. Yeah. Oh, really? That's I, what I just I said, put him, Enos, with two. I, Enos, yeah. I, I put him at a three, I think. Yeah. Right in the middle, between zero and six. Yeah. Sean, what's your what's your take on the two? Or did we lose him again? Did we lose Sean again? Oh, crap. We're doing the whole show, and I'm like, he's being quiet. <laughs> I didn't even realize he was gone because he said that he was... Not a good. Hello. Oh, did you get disconnected again? I've been disconnected for ten minutes. I know. Well, we've just been having a conversation, and I'm like, Sean's quiet. I finally thought, well, what did you think of those guys, Sean? Sean. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Alan's gonna have to hang up, and I don't. Well, let's let me just try. Let me just try something here. Um, okay, can you guys hear Sean? Oops, wait a minute. Crap. <laughs> he, he got disconnected again. Is it <laughs> I'm, his man, I'm not phone? the only one dropping his calls. Well, it's like it rang and then it disconnected. <laughs> Jeremy's like, I've been disconnected for ten minutes. Oh no, ten uh, minutes? Yeah, he's like, I've been disconnected. Did you get disconnected again? I was disconnected for ten minutes. Hello. Hello. You're just having no luck tonight, are you? I don't know. I've got a crystal clear. Sean, are you still with us? I am. Oh, there good. you are. <laughs> No, okay, now listen, before, if this happens again, I want you to just wrap the show up yourself, Josh, okay? Okay. How long did it go on before you realized I was gone? Well, we don't know how long you were gone before we realized you were gone, because we didn't realize you were gone. <laughs> well, because the last thing here you for said, 10 minutes. Sean, was that you're not good at giving movie reviews, so you're going to let us... Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then you quiet. didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 17, Raw and Uncut, The Trainwreck.
You may, you know, one or two every once in a while for a little color is okay, but yeah, I really overdo it. I think I said God damn it about 80 times in the last show, and I was really embarrassed about it. <laughs> <coughs> Pardon me, whenever I went and listened. Oh. oh. That pizza went down the wrong way, huh? Went down the wrong way. <laughs> Thou shalt not eat pizza during thy podcast. Future shows, we're going to have... <coughs> oh. <coughs> <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm wearing a headset for the first time. Usually I, I hold something up to my ear. <clears throat> Anybody know the Heimlich maneuver? Um, uh-huh. Yeah, in the future, John can just beep, 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 beep me out. Okay? Every time I do it, you know, like, he can just hit the beep button if I slip. Oh, that should be for an interesting show. Until I get get, get it out of my system. We'll be the first, beeping yeah, too much. The first few shows will be beep, that, beam it, beep it, beep it, beep. Beep it, beep it. And I'm not telling anybody else to stop. I think, I think you all do just fine. Really? Okay. Anybody want to take bets? How many How many shows will this last? <laughs> who's Who's Who okay, wants the odds? Okay, I think I think I think uh, twenty minutes. I give it like five. Really? Oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Sean, are you still, are you mad at us now? No, not at all. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> but you know how we are with our. New Year's revolution. 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 Diane's revolution is going to be ang- anger management for her family. <laughs> well, you know, bouncing a bouncy ball in the in the house. First off, wrong. <laughs> I'm trying to do a goddamn radio show in here about small penises. What the hell are you doing? I will kick your ass. <laughs> I didn't swear, did I? Did I? I might have. I don't know. We'll have to roll the tape on that one, but it'll be. Diane, I wanted to tell you we. Uh, <clears throat> I'm really. <laughs> Go get a drink, honey. <sighs> well, well, now we got four. And if Sean dies midway through the show, who's gonna pick up? I the really slack? did <laughs> inhale pizza crust. <clears throat> did you guys notice in the outline how Josh spelled circumference? Yes, I did. I didn't want to it's say anything. Circum. <laughs> he spelled it. <laughs> it's circumference. <laughs> C i r c u m f r a n c e. Circumfrance. Cir- Cir- no, no, no. Circumfrance. I think no. it's some kind of trip around France, or yeah. or or it's uncut <laughs> guys in France, or something. Trip in France. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was going for sir, come France, but <laughs> I should have done S I R. Come France. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. That was good. Oh, is this what hamburger means? Kind of, hmm. The know. first half was. I hope John can can squeeze some time out of that and uh, and tighten it up. Yeah, he can take out all the pauses. Well, and maybe even a little more than just the pauses. Wait, 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 guys! Oh, John! Yeah, John posted. He says he had a shitty day at work and got worse. He left work at eight thirty to be home for the nine thirty call, only to find it snowing like crazy. Two words, white out. Couldn't see, oh, no. ended up in a ditch. Oh. <gasps> oh, no. A tow truck and a few bumps and bruises and a short visit with paramedics later. He's at his parents' house without oh, a car until morning no. when he gets the oh, rental. Oh, my gosh. Uh, he says, isn't that what you expect to happen two months after you pay off the car loan? So hopefully you guys went on. Without me, I'd have called, but the cell phone ended up somewhere in the beeping ditch after I kicked the door open to get out bitching at the idiot who ended up behind me because he was riding my ass. Oh, no. So his shitty day did get worse. We're Indeed. so sorry, John. Oh, we are sorry. Bruiser got bruised. The Bruiser Chronicles. Well, he kind of posts 
different parts of himself in various places. Are you waiting for the day Bruiser goes all the way on one of his podcasts? <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> I voted yes as well. I hope that's a poll that he's going to be, you know, paying attention to, and everybody vote yes. Everybody <laughs> go there and vote hell yeah so that I can hear it. Thank you. Oh, earlier, let's see what his results were. He had, um, he has two votes for yes, seven votes for no, and six okay. for hell yeah. So you have to kind of combine the yeah and the hell yeah. Oh, so he's got eight close. to do it and seven to no. So it's close. If you want to hear John do the deed vote can you listen really or do you think oh. it'll be like here listen to me to your brother do it <laughs> i can tune that part out john has fans Does... diane has fans i'm still lonely <laughs> i don't have any fans either nude pictures to radio at measureaction.com <laughs> keep saying it is i gotta re-listen to it we did laugh a lot you know We've, we've given John more work to do tonight because we've got comments to voicemails and, and all sorts pa- of fun stuff. And but. pauses and pee breaks and everything else. <laughs> It'll be Monday night before he's got this one done. This was a long show. Do you think it's going to bug people? Are you kidding? We've had, we've had requests for it to be longer. I figured we needed to start shorter and then work our way up. And now- We're at an hour and 16 minutes, aren't we? Oh, but you, we won't leave all this in, surely. No. Episode 18, The Porn Show, Part 1. Bronx Bombshell has joined the posse today. Hello, Bronxy baby. Hey, I'm just thrilled to be able to intercourse with the penis posse. I know Alan's got a lot. I started looking at porn not only before the internet, but before video recorders, before VHS. Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, the stag films. And before huh? beta. I had some, I, in fact, I probably still have stuck away somewhere here a couple of 8mm, 20-minute uh, porn movies. Stuck away. <laughs> you still have the projector? <laughs> somewhere, yeah. You can bring that to Orlando. <laughs> it be like, like a stag film. And aside from, from when I was uh, spent a, a year or so at a, at a uh, college where I was living in a dormitory and, and having a subscription to Playboy as, as part of my cover-up of being gay... Uh, and I really did read the articles. You really are a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember going into a, a newsstand in uh, downtown Norfolk, Virginia, uh, when I was guess I was in my mid twenties. And there were in those days there were magazines that had uh, that were directed at, at gay men, but they were uh, guys posing in in what were called posing pouches, where the only thing they had on was this even smaller than a bikini thing to to, to cover up their genitals. And I remember I would uh, I would go into this place and of course be very concerned lest someone see. I'd roam around the place until I was absolutely sure there was no one in there that I that would know me, and and quickly grab a, a magazine or two off the stand and go up to the register and pay for them and hopefully the guy would get them in a bag real quick and uh, and I would leave. And I still remember that there was a day when I when I did this and there were there were very very few people in the uh, in the newsstand. And the guy behind the counter says to me, to my great consternation, having recognized me from my having come in and done this a number of times over a period <laughs> of time, says to me, mm-hmm. I, have some, I have some male nudie magazines behind the counter. 
Oh, it's ah, busted. Sweet. And it was, it was a terrible dilemma between, on the one hand, wanting to say, oh, my God, and run, and on the other hand, wanting to buy those magazines, which I did. <laughs> did you what, say that again? You did or you didn't? Oh, I, I bought the magazines. Oh, good for you. you what the heck? Good he was a you. good customer service yes, guy. absolutely. Yeah. He's doing add-on sales. My first exposure to porn was when I was maybe four or five and my best friend lived in an apartment building and there was a girl who lived down the hall from her who used to her parents were divorced there's an interesting story her parents were uncle and niece and her parents were divorced Hmm. and uh, she used to steal porn from her dad's apartment on her weekends with him and um, she brought us Debbie Does Dallas the classic Although we didn't know it was a classic, yeah. and we watched it over and over and over, and this is 1984 or 1985. It was a very well done movie. It really is. Yes, I have, <laughs> I have that on VHS, an original with the original box. I have it on my computer. I wow. like needed to have it. It still has my favorite anal scene in all of porn. I go through these cycles really, really seeking it out and looking and, 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 and enjoying it like everyone else. And, and then I get kind of tired of it. And I can, I can like, push it away for several months. Yeah. And then, but after a few months, I, I, co- I fall back into it and, and I start looking again. But I've never done the, I've never really subscribed to anything. Of course, <laughs> for like how many years now we've had this site that's got... How many? We've got twenty-five thousand photos. Yeah, you on got twenty-five thousand penises on our on our <laughs> a site. Whole bunch of videos. If I could rent it at Blockbuster, if I could rent Porky's or, you know, something like that, that that might have some nudity in it, that was, that was getting me through. And then, um, then thank God the internet came along, and I began, you know, in the olden days, downloading pictures from CompuServe and AOL and such, that you used to have to download different pieces and piece them together and. You'd right. spend an hour downloading one picture of a guy, you know, and you'd, you'd have to, you'd get to get to like part seven or eight to see his penis. <laughs> they say that that porn has revolutionized a number of of industries. One being videotape, and one being the internet, and one being you know DVDs and oh, absolutely, and a PC. It also revolutionized the phone industry. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the, the chief the the gross national product for a lot of really small countries is um, long-distance phone service, and that's all Uh, to do with phone sex. Really? Yeah. Wow. And I guess I'm not telling any stories here, but for those that don't know, that's what what you do, right, Bronx? It is. Yeah, the first one that I've actually watched as a teenager, I'm, I'm not quite familiar with the name of it right now, but it was basically like maybe two guys on one girl, you know, that kind of thing got me off at the time you know i like seeing more guys on girls then maybe later on i started venturing in on gay porn and like my favorite on gay porn would be straight guy first timer videos uh that just gets the blood going every time yeah. that's my favorite i think it's much more tastefully done than the american stuff that american made stuff is so uh raunchy it's just Oh, you suck that dick, suck that dick, you know, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> new sound clip. And there's just, there's more of a plot to the European stuff. Episode 19, Porky Pig presents Manscaping. 
you, you know, sometimes between Sean, Alan, and myself, before editing, the Measure Action Radio Show sounds a lot like a Looney Tunes cartoon. <laughs> so I have I have pulled together a few clips so that our listeners can hear what what, what I'm talking about. Okay. God no. <laughs> I just don't think that's a natural thing for two guys that that that, that had never done it or been together. <laughs> I, ex- I I expected a kiss to be stolen somewhere. He said he thought he could. He 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 had some ideas for some. It's important, I think, to 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 say to Allcaster and to others who's who's you can you can find these candles by going to that that that, that had never. Oh, but had to but he had to wait until he moved to America before the circumcision. I can I can see him doing that. Twenty two. Twenty-two-year-old Jowett. Why they aren't or are? Oh, why? Why they aren't or are? How they are? There, there's been there was so much nice feedback from the from the virginity show that that that, that had never that get that that the high tech pod, podcast the high tech podcast. Then there, here's one more. I I think you'll you'll all remember. It was an honor. I mean, it was such a. I, it was just really cool to get to go through, and and I got to see all the. I don't I don't understand that. It, I don't understand that because the when it's when it's done in a, a Jewish bris. Yes, we got that far. You know, I was a little cryptic, you know, and I told him, you know, it, we. I, I told him what we had, and he, and he said, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then he. Well, I don't. I have problems with 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 that. This is the same issue. Female genital mutilation advocates present. I I think I think for me, no, I don't I don't think so. Uh, no, it's, it's after reading solid evidence of the hugely erogenous, highly innovated. <laughs> Tissue. Ooh, I botched that up. Something awful. No, no. I say, I say that. I say that. That party. I think it's just. It's. It's. It's something we don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not your. Are they called? We went through this last time. Oh, did I, did anyone else pitch a pump up? Did anyone else pitch a pup tent up on Brokeback Mountain? That that that, that had never. Ooh, I botched that up. Something awful. <laughs> There was a list of eight choices, and uh, users were permitted to choose only one. The uh, most often selected, which was at 29%, was I use a safety razor blade like Gillette, which to me is a little scary. Uh, Next (laughs) next at 17% was I never trim my pubes. I like my ever-growing bush. Third at 13% was I use an electric beard and mustache trimmer. Fourth at twelve percent, just one point behind, was I use a real razor blade and shaving cream. Ooh, uh, fifth Lord. at one more point behind, eleven percent was I use scissors carefully. Uh, <laughs> I've snipped a lip. Was number six was I use an electric hair trimmer, same kind as my barber uses on head hair, and that was nine percent. Uh, number seven at six percent was I use an electric razor, same as one for my face, and the eighth choice which got uh, only one person voted for it, and it was less than 1%, said, uh, I use a herd of goats. And well, let me explain. <laughs> yes, please do. Yes, please. I've got what I call share pubes. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is like Indian hair. Uh, straight, okay? So, you know, back in the day, whenever I was in high school, we had all our shoulder-length hair. And if you remember the old, 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 uh, pictures of Cher with the long straight hair. <laughs> you know, it's like so straight. It's like the straightest hair in the world. It's just like a sheet of hair. That's what my hair is like. Hmm. But that's also 
what my underarm hair is like, <laughs> which I think it just looks nasty. <laughs> and and uh, and the other pube part, I just think it looks much better. It looks more like other people's when you know other guys whenever it's cut uh, three quarters of the of the way back. It just looks more. Mm, if it's a quarter, a quarter of an inch or so, it just it looks like everybody else. Hot. That's so hot. And uh, being in urology or gynecology, I would have to, I'd have to shave them. You really are a professional. Oh yeah. Mm. And if we nicked them once, I mean, there was one nick cut. Surgery was canceled. I never botched one of them up. But uh, cool. you know, if some lady had her tubes tied or the tubal reanastomosis, where they put the tubes back together, you know, we would do the two fingers into the pubic region, which is two two fingers down into the triangle you would trim did, did a lot of those in a in surgery they don't want any hair anywhere close so like if someone right. had a kidney operation which is a little a very small incision uh, in the lower middle back just a small incision we would get doctor's orders to trim nipples to knees and they would want oh every single hair trimmed so i would have to pull the things out and i would have to go in in the morning and i would trim them all the way from from top to bottom and i mean all up in it of course the chest and the back or the you know the the knees and the and the thighs and all that stuff very easy but then i would have to get in there and go all up under and then we were were talking about an electric razor that we that's what i was going to ask is what you used yeah it was a it's an electric razor. Spread your legs, hold them up. You know, I was all up in the, all deep in it. You know, and wow. You know, now the the sixty four thousand dollar question: Did anyone ever get aroused by this? All the time. Ah, okay. All the time. Well, I could see that, of course. I enjoyed it. Episode twenty, live from Orlando Gathering. Possibly more penis prattle than you ever thought possible. You're tuned into Sean Yondo's Penis Posse on Measurection Radio. Greetings, listeners. This episode was recorded at our 2006 Measurection.com regional gathering in Orlando, Florida. We're sorry you couldn't attend, but sit back, relax, and feel like you're part of the excitement here in Orlando, Florida. Due to this remote broadcast, the audio quality isn't quite what you would expect from Measurection Radio. We hope you'll bear with us and enjoy the show. Several Measurection.com members are joining us. Let's go around the room and meet them all. Ethan, gathering chairman, he organizes things, cooks the Friday dinner, and and, and so much more. Uh, You just can't imagine how much more. (laughs) (laughs) And you came here from... Uh, I came here from Georgia. Okay. Charlie Bear, keeping it up and station identification moderator. Thank you. It's always great to be with you guys. Bear is one of my favorite guys to see every time. He's blossoming also. Have you noticed? Bear is blossoming, yes. He's a, this is a different bear than I've ever seen before. And we're liking what we're seeing. This, this is, yes, this is the bear that's in love. <laughs> the crotchety, you know, the crotch part is that gone. The inner bear, <laughs> the crotchety bear is gone. I don't know what happened to him. He's just, he, yes, I, yeah, actually, what happened to him book? sitting next to him. And it's all my fault. Um, Chris, Dark Love 3210. Um, I will take responsibility for the recent blossoming of Young Bear. Standing over. You're doing a good job, 
uh, Rick, one of our active members. Yes, and I came all the way from the Virgin Islands just to be here. It's great to be here because this is the first time I've been in, involved in a podcast. See the technical operations? Oh, right. Yeah, very good. Yes. Speaking of technical, he sure can drive a car, can't he? <laughs> oh, my God. We saw this stunt show yesterday at MGM Studios, which gave me a flashback experience to the arrival of the airport. Rick is used to driving in the Virgin Islands, where there are, I think, maybe six or eight cars total on the entire houses. island, 12 houses. And uh, they don't have a lot of traffic rules. And they drive there. on the other side of the road. <laughs> We we were driving from the airport the other day, and Rick said, "Okay, people, Orlando Kissimmee, Kissimmee, Kissimmee is up is busy. It's one of the number one tourist areas of the entire United States. So there's a lot of traffic here. We're driving down the main drag through here he, from the airport, and we get to a red light that is red." Four blocks back. It was right? red. Yeah, it was red for a good long while approaching it. And what did he say? It, well, there was this accelerate, hit the brake, accelerate, hit the brake, and, and then we went through it. And I just prayed to God, and He said, "I can't." He said, "I stop just it. Can't, all the red lights. I can't stop it. All the red. I can't stop it. All of them. He said, I'm not going to stop at that one." And Josh and I had already shit our pants. <laughs> well, our first half hour in Orlando, we're getting honks, we're getting fingers, we're getting hey asshole. You know, people are awful friendly here in Orlando. <laughs> There's no joke. No joke. People were doing hand signals at us. And finally, I figured it out. Once we got to the hotel and we went through that last stop sign without stopping, where that one person, one guy got out of his car and started pointing at the stop sign. Sean says, the reason why they're honking and screaming at us is you are running all the stop signs. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we live to tell the tale. We're still here. And he's a good, Rick, you're a good sport. We're picking on you. Is he taking us back to the airport? By the way, thank you for taking us to the airport. And if he does, <laughs> if he does graciously agree to take us back to the airport, I am going to beg and plead. You see, we took back roads with all these traffic lights to begin with because there's a, there's a toll road that would cost a dollar fifty. Despite <laughs> me begging to pay for it, we, we worked our way around it. And an hour and a half later, we were back at the hotel safe and sound. Or, it was a straight 40 minute shot for a dollar fifty. But no, he's not only he's not only a good driver, he's thrifty. Frugal. <laughs> wish it were bigger. Member. This is Wish It Were Bigger. It is also my first podcast. I come to you all the way from the uh, blizzardy, cold, frozen ass uh, Cleveland, Ohio area. And this is my first podcast. I've been to the first Measuretion convention that I've been to. I've enjoyed the time, the, the fellowship, the friendship, the food, and the uh, good times that we have had uh, being in uh, Disney World. It's been an enjoyable experience, and I would recommend it for any member that can possibly get here. We're glad you're here. Dark Love 3210. The Wild Child. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the podcast with Charlie having me on my knee. There's so much affection going on between you. That's not affection. That's him telling me to shut the hell up. Why did I have to leave East Texas and drive to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, 110 miles away, for a 7.30 in the morning flight? So you could fly together, of course. <laughs> I'd just prefer not to fly with you if next time, okay, if you can work that out. Sean couldn't attend last the uh show last week but i saved a bit of penis news for him because it was 
what I call creamy Asian penis news. And we know how Sean's got a proclivity to creamy Asians. Mm -hmm. But a, uh, a website seeking to advertise the humble grapefruit will not be permitted to register its name in Vietnamese because the word is That's spelled... Vietnamese. Viet not Vietnamese. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> a website seeking to advertise the humble grapefruit will not be permitted to register its name in Vietnamese because the word is spelled the same as penis. We have to refuse this website name of www.buoi.com.vn because the word for grapefruit, B-U-O-I, without a proper tone marking can be misunderstood to mean penis, said Tai Hu Lee of the Vietnam Internet Network Information Center on Friday. Vowels in written and printed Vietnamese incorporate elaborate markings indicating one of six pronunciation tones, but because website addresses carry no tone indications, confusion can arise. The word is very sensitive, so we'll definitely refuse, he said. According to the Vietnamese regulations, names of websites must not contain words that violate the national interest or are not in accordance with social ethics, lifestyle, or national culture. So were you, a few years ago, uh, prospecting to register the word penis in Vietnamese? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't thought about it. I know, it's a good idea. I have registered a couple of Vietnamese penises, but it wasn't on the internet. It wasn't on the internet.